All right, ready? Hey, welcome again to Discovering America. I'm Jim. And I'm Vlad. Hi, and so this is where uh, we talk to Vlad about the experience moving to America, getting used to uh, the culture change, and just like how, uh, you know, the, just the the difficulties, the surprises, uh, whatever comes up. So, uh, Vlad, what do you have in mind for us today? Well, today's topic is going to be jobs. Jobs. And before I start about the first job in the United States, I would like to tell you how it was back in Russia. Okay. The first day at work, you get a labor book. It's like mm-hmm. a passport. Oh, okay. Only for your labor and experience. So, person at uh, HI department, is it called? Yeah, yeah. Uh, puts your position, how much you make the first day of your work. And when you leave, they put exactly what you were making, the last work of uh, your employment, why you left, and they're going to give you characteristic. What it's called, it's basically how you behaved at your work. Oh. If you did any <laughs> extra stuff outside of your work, how people responded to you. So with that, you're going to your next job. So the, like, it, it, is it impermanent? Is it like you have, a, you have a job and then that job's done and you go to the next job? Is that what No, but if you move to another job, oh, okay. uh, if you're looking for another oh. job, if you applied for another job, you don't come with a resume that you wrote yourself. You come, you come with the report with that the, the boss man gave you. Yeah. The, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And with that letter recommendation, which is characteristic, what they called... Uh-huh. Uh, you don't know what's set in it. <laughs> oh, that's very, it's very like public school kind of a thing. This is a permanent record. That's <laughs> your record. And uh, you can't exaggerate how much money you were making at the previous job because you have your labor passport. Mm-hmm. That passport tells them exactly how long you've been working, what you were making, what position you were taking. No escaping your labor passport. No escaping. (laughs) And the letter tells exactly how you were at that job. Right. But on the other hand, everybody has to be employed. You can't be unemployed. It's against the law. Yeah, you were saying last time that, that, well, because of the philosophy of the country, if you don't work, you go to jail. Like that's, More that's, that's based yes. around work. Yeah, everybody works. So they basically will hire you no matter what. They don't have much well, choice. Yes, ever, that everybody has to. Yeah, like, that's, that's right. The, that's the thing. There's no uh, what. There, there's no. Oh, I can't find a job. There's something. <laughs> yes, and if you're not good at the job, they really can't fire you. Great. That sounds like sounds like my job. <laughs> so, the whole um, job understanding is absolutely different compared to what it is here. That's why uh-huh. you have to realize that when you get job here, how different it is compared to what it was there. First mm-hmm. of all, they asking for resume and experience, which is like, what is it? 
experience. I never washed dishes in my life. Like, <laughs> what are you asking? Resume? What is it? Um, so that was kind of strange. Obviously, when you go f uh, for a first job and it's, you know, something like I had, which was a dishwasher, they didn't care about the resume. They didn't care about the experience. They basically yeah. spent 15 minutes to show you how to operate the machine that washes. Yeah. They, they go in this way, they come out this way. Yes. <laughs> and, okay, go ahead. Uh, but, for example, my brother, that was a different story. Mm -hmm. You know, he was working for the computer company. They really wanted to know what you know, what you don't know, mm -hmm. uh, what was your experience. For him, it was mm -hmm. absolutely more precious. Mm -hmm. uh, another thing, you have to walk. They actually expecting you to do the job. Yeah. So... I was the best dishwasher I could be. Mm -hmm. uh, I walked as soon as I walked in. I didn't have any breaks. I definitely didn't talk to anybody because I couldn't. Well, yeah. <laughs> and they loved me because I learned very fast it. and I did it and I didn't argue. And um, that's how it was. Within the two weeks, I had a recommendation for one more place to go and wash dishes, uh -huh. which was the best compliment because I wanted more hours and I wanted more money. And I got my second part-time job. Okay. Within another two weeks, it brought me to the, somebody else's kitchen because they said, well, this guy doesn't take any break. He doesn't talk. He just walks, 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 walks. Mm -hmm. So I end up in a pizza place uh, cutting food preparing uh, everything yeah. Yeah, before they open. On this job, for the first time, I saw how they make mashed potatoes out of powder. Oh, the instant mashed potatoes. That blew my mind. No. I never saw anything like that. That was... <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. So, like, yeah, what did that... I don't know, like, give it... I mean, I would assume potatoes are plentiful in... Russia. Yes, like, yes. So the main that's not, source of food. That's not a thing that you've ever like had, and you've ever encountered was the freeze dried, the 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 dehydrated potatoes. No, right? you had to cut and yeah, fry yeah. and you know do everything by hand. Because yes. we have a strange relationship with instant potatoes. With everybody I talk to has the same same relationship with instant potatoes, which is they love real potatoes. They love mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes delicious. Instant potatoes. Also delicious, but in a completely <laughs> different way. Like a different, like they're a different texture. There, you can tell what's, you can tell the difference, but also delicious. <laughs> oh yes, a absolutely, a different it's, kind. Yeah. It's very smooth. It's very even. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it's fluffy. It doesn't taste. It doesn't taste like mashed potatoes, but it's also good in a weird way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, potatoes is a main food. Uh, back in Russia, mm -hmm. yes, uh, of course. Main and you food, can main drink. Yeah, it's the, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you can make potatoes in so many different ways. Oh, I know. I'm yeah. trying. I'm working my way through every last one. Like, yeah. <laughs> and when you yeah. got tired of potatoes, you just have hash brown. Mm. <laughs> yep. Big difference. <laughs> so I loved working. 
I didn't have a car and my first thing was to put money for the car because that's mm. what I wanted yes. and um, it doesn't matter what kind of job it was now you have to realize I worked like in a dental lab and uh, after m one month of working I would get 75 rubles so that mm -hmm. was my paycheck and I'm getting paid once a month mm -hmm. so in a day it would be two and a half rubles that was my day uh -huh. payment so you can imagine getting three dollars and fifteen cents an hour mm -hmm. is amazing amount of money Compared to, to like two and a half rubles, like I don't I don't know what the exchange rate a day. Well, yeah. it would be basically the same thing. I mean, obviously you can buy you could have buy more with two and a half rubles uh, because bread would be like only thirteen cents. Mm -hmm. The telephone phone call would be two cents. Yeah, yeah. You know, bottle of milk thirty cents. Mm -hmm. So yes, but in the same time. What you could buy with, you know, day walk here making three dollars and fifteen cents in 1981 money, like yeah, it was amazing. Uh -huh. It was so much more. And uh, by the end of the week, you would have a couple hundred dollars uh, in your pocket, mm -hmm. and that was enormous amount of money. And you really didn't know what to do with the money. Um, because it was so much. You wanted to save every single penny. Was that a shock, like, the first time you had that much to, like... Yes. That much to spend? Like Yes. Yes, definitely. What did you do, like, the first, first, first paycheck you got? Like, what was... I think, from what I remember, I went to Marshall's, Ooh. and I bought myself, like, a T-shirt. <laughs> and nice. uh, yes, in that time, I really wanted something uh, with the lines across. Stripes, yeah. Stripes. Uh -huh. And I come back home and I told mom, you know, that I bought something. And she's like, where did you go? Mom, I went to Marshall's and I got myself a t-shirt. Oh, no, she said. Only rich people go there. <laughs> I still remember that conversation. Um it does feel it, 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 it I mean it, it, you know it, it, there's a certain prestige to going to Marshalls like you know that's it's a it's the high end uh, the high end low end store you know well building 19 didn't have anything in stripes oh, so yeah building 19 <laughs> oh man building 19 but that would be the main uh, store where you would go and buy uh-huh um yard sales oh love yard sales you would go on yard sale and buy everything I got a little bit how to say addicted to it because all of a sudden you can go there and buy toys that you can only could think of or buy records uh, you know music records that you can only think of uh, of it uh, my first Beatle records I bought on yard sale. Mm, mm. My first Pink Floyd record. Uh-huh. Uh, I got there, and, you know, it was like 20 cents. Um, pair of jeans I would buy yeah. on 
uh, yard sale. Did you bar- did you try to bargain, or did you usually just pay what they are? No, it was so cheap. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, like, you, you wouldn't really bargain there. The few times that I've he- like he- held a yard sale, there's always a person who's like, "How much is that? Seventy five cents? I'll give you sixty five. Like, just give me the three quarters for God's <laughs> sakes." Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's no reason to do it because it was basically given away yeah. and you want it. Um, like it's more important that they get rid of it than it is, <laughs> yes. than it is that they get some sort of money for it. But like, yeah, those are so, like, and well, I think like nowadays, I, I don't know. I don't know if, I don't know if there's a, I don't know if there's a buy nothing Facebook group around here. I've never seen it. No. Like buy, like in our neighborhood, there's a buy nothing Facebook group for the two town, like for the two towns. Uh, and it's kind of like the biggest ongoing yard sale. Like people just post, "Hey, I need to get rid of this thing. Whoever can come pick it up." And like we have gotten so much useful stuff from there. Uh, do you pay for it, or is it just? No, it's just it's just like people who need to get rid of stuff. You go, you go get it. That's like the, the, I, I think Rose. I think Rose posted something because I yeah, know we we put something in front of the house, mm-hmm. and she said, "Yes, yeah, somebody will pick it up because they're already interested." We do. Does anybody need these cardboard boxes? Is anybody moving? And there's always somebody like, yeah, like <laughs> it's, it's a good way to even get rid of trash. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't know if that's what it's called, but yeah, yeah. there's definitely something like that. Yeah, and we pick, we've gotten kitchenware from there, glassware, so like, it's really cool. I used to buy small little cars. Oh, the little matchbox cars. Uh, because that was the only way I could afford a Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but just exotic cars, just to watch and see them, it was something that I could never have. Uh, little soldiers, like English soldiers in the red. Oh, yes. Um, I would buy them. I'm trying to think what else. Oh, you know those torches, like tiki torches, they called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would buy that. You would buy that? I, I would never see anything like, like this in my life. So I would get that. Uh, different hats. Oh, yeah. Uh, I would buy them. And it would be like an addiction. You know, you would go and get more and get more and get more and get more because it's like a compensation for something that you could never have. Mm-hmm. And you've seen it only in the book, so you always wanted to have it. Different CDs, different movies, yeah, yeah. Uh, books. My first Godfather book, I bought it on yard sale. Oh, yeah. I, I, I believe it. And uh, you would bring it home and just touch it, hold it, look at this all the time. And thanks God, it's not in me anymore. But you know what also got to me um, was a garbage day. Yeah, when people would put out their furniture and stuff like that. Yes, you would leave off garbage. Oh, yeah. You would know, like, every Thursday on east side of Providence, you know, oh, everybody sure. would put some stuff out. And next thing you know, it's in your living room and it's... Uh, as long as it know, doesn't smell. It's yeah, it's yeah. It's a chair, it's a table, it's a lamp, it's a TV. My, my first color TV was from the garbage. Without the little panel on the... Right, or the aquarium. The, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Without the aquarium, yeah. right. Um, 
Another thing about money, mm. um, it's a dark money. Yeah. And it's... I would like to tell you how people in Russia would like to move their dark money from there. Yeah. It might be hard to explain without drawing. So oh, okay. if you don't understand, just ask the question and we'll figure it out. Okay. So let's try imagine that you in Russia and you filthy rich. You uh -huh. have a lot of money, millions and millions of rubles. Uh -huh. You can't legally take it with you if you're li leaving the country. Right. It's impossible. Right. So you have to come up with a creative way to move the money. You can buy furniture and maybe they'll let you mm -hmm. take furniture with you. You can buy clothes and maybe they'll let you take some of that, but not millions and millions of rubles. Right. So you need some creative way to do it. Let's say you have somebody in United States that you can trust. Mm -hmm. Okay. For example, I'm the father and this is my son. There. In the United okay. States. Yeah, yes. So yeah. we know we can trust each other. Right. Um, son in United States uh, needs help. Okay, mm -hmm. so I would like to help him with the money. Let's say the opposite side uh, happening in United States. Mm -hmm. Somebody is rich there who made it, mm -hmm. okay, and he has a family here that he would like to help. Okay. If they transfer money through the bank, it would be thousand dollars, thousand rubles, which is not comparable at all. No. So those two people can help each other. Mm -hmm. So I have in Russia a lot of money. Mm -hmm. I'll give somebody a lot of rubles mm -hmm. because they need help. Yeah. And person there would give some dollars to my son who needs help there. Mm -hmm. The only thing is we have to all four know each other. Right. Okay? And to come up with a real way that money works. Mm -hmm. So in the 80s, it was one to three. So uh, $3, I mean, three rubles is $1. Uh -huh. Later on, like in 85, it was uh, one to seven. Mm -hmm. So basically, ruble will become less and less and less powerful, dollar would be more and more powerful. And what is it now uh, since the invasion? Oh, it's, God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's hard even to imagine. But basically, that's how people would uh, transfer the money. It was yeah. a phone call and say, would you help this family? Yes, I would. Here it is. How did it transfer? Like, what's the, what's the method? Like, how would you... Well, I would go to the family, if I'm in Russia, mm -hmm. I would make a phone call. They would come to my house and I would give them 7,000 uh, rubles. Mm -hmm. How would that make it to the U.S.? Like, what's the... Who's... And person in U.S. who wanted to help their parents, uh -huh. instead of going through the bank, he would give it to my son. Oh, okay. So it would have to... It, there would have to be this kind of, like... 
really kind of intricate trade operation. Like it would have to be it's like... It's actually very simple. You uh -huh. just need two people that know and trust each other. Two pe but the two people need to need something. That's so right. Like that's the, the other the, thing. The, the, to find that's right. Else who, yeah. Now, it, my son doesn't need to be need somebody, mm -hmm. need the money. He just wanted my money to be there. Right, Th yes. That's all. This is safe way for me to transfer my wealth. A lot of, a lot of trust involved. Though. Absolutely. Like you have to, Absolutely. Yeah, And this is before be like, computers. This is before I feel emails, like one person before. could just decide, I'm going to take this money and just go. Like, oh, <laughs> I, I'm sure it happened. <laughs> yeah. But that's why you need somebody who is a relative, the friend, and everything is done by long-distance phone call. Right. Okay? That's how it is, and that's how it is. And we transferred about... In the end, it was like $5,000. So when we moved ah, here, <laughs> our friends had $5,000 on our name. To give to you, yeah. To, to give it to us, nice. yes. Uh, I don't know if they had it on their bank account or they had it under the mattress. It doesn't matter. But when we got here, we got five grand. But mm. some people would have, you know, 250 grand because they would, you know, move enormous amount of money. Yeah, depending on what they had. Yeah. 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 And they would help yeah. tons of other people in Russia to go through tough times. Yeah. You had to get creative. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly how it is. People always would get creative to beat the system. Which brings me to another uh -huh. topic. You have to beat the system. That's how yeah. you grow up in Soviet Union. From basically going to school you have to learn how to cheat. Mm -hmm. You have to beat the system. And the better you are at cheating, the more respect you, you, you get. Essentially, that's from what I understand. Yeah. Um, beating a system means getting a job and not working. Um, it's kind of, kind of the idea here. That's kind of, that's well, I think that it's more... Uh, more permanent. Like, uh, yeah, like I feel like the, a lot of the things you describe, like about, like uh, 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 about how things are run in the, in the Soviet Union, like I, it seems so familiar here, but there it's like just so baked into the laws and baked into the like in like, everyday like, life. Everyday life. He, here it's kind of like unspoken. There it's just there. Like because I feel like there is. There is a kind of, like, people here do have kind of a respect for people who beat the system here. Like, like if, uh, like if, if a rich guy cheats on his taxes, there's something, there's a certain, you know, uh, a certain part of the population that will be like, well, good for him. He found a way to do it. He found the loophole. Or, like, if somebody's able to make millions of dollars just kind of, like, moving money around and, like, you know, and kind of just otherwise sitting behind a computer or something they're like oh good for you you found a way to do it you found a loophole um but i, I don't think it's quite a, it's still kind of a whisper of what is expected over there is the yes I get. like it's the it's, it's like you get like it, it's so expected over there here it's like there's a kind of like secret shame to <laughs> to it but like here but but there it's you if you're if what i'm getting from you is correct it's like nope that's just how things are run Uh, that's the way you live. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, a lot of people live couple, how to say, double lives. Yeah. 
so for example I worked in a dental lab and I when I just started working I wasn't that good mm-hmm. and I you know it took me a few years to yeah. be okay so one of the guys who've been there for like 20 years in the lab and he was very good and he had his own mm-hmm. stuff going on under the table he would yeah. get uh, work he would give me his work from the government mm-hmm. so I supposed to do for example four crowns a day yeah that's government job he would give me to do his four crowns he would pay me instead of 20 cents he would pay me ruble for each one of them mm-hmm. but all of a sudden he doesn't have to work yeah right because I do whatever he's supposed to do for the government now he is at work doing his own business his own work got his own thing his own thing eight hours a day and you're doing what he's supposed to be doing and I do exactly what he was supposed to do only so four he, crowns so he gets it in his little book but you don't <laughs> the other one doing absolutely yeah. I do what he's supposed uh-huh. to do yeah. but he's paying for me mm-hmm. uh, for me to do this and uh-huh. I'm getting five times more than government pays me alright so yeah. so it's fine it's with me it's kind of win-win then isn't it like, absolutely <laughs> yeah that's why it's so permanent because everybody finds its own niche so dentists wouldn't give me the work because I wasn't that good Mm -hmm. they would give him and pay him five dollars for example uh, five rubles for each crown Mm -hmm. okay but he would give me his government work that nobody cared about I would do... He'd pay you extra to do it. Yes, and he paid me extra, and he would be free to do whatever he wants. That sounds normal. Like (laughs) That's a way to do it. Uh Um, A lot of people, for example, in science, you know, to do the papers, Mm -hmm. you would pay somebody to do your papers. Yeah. They would write it for you, and you just do that Um, you are working in a store for example yeah and um, you would for example it's a store which sells fruits and vegetables yeah okay you have three positions the person who sells it, mm-hmm. the person who is on the back preparing everything, and person who at the books writing, you know, what had been sold, what, you know, all, all the books. Right, the right, keeping track of it. Yes. So all of them are making money. Yeah. So the person who sells it puts extra weight mm-hmm. or collaborate the weight so that it wouldn't be correct so by the end of the day uh, it would be a lot of extra stuff compared to what it should be right right person who does the books writes off 20% that it got spoiled uh, because of the heat mm-hmm. okay person uh, who 
on the back, for example, preparing everything. Yeah. Okay. He steals stuff before it even reaches anywhere. <laughs> so all three people working for the government, but all three stealing in their own way, uh -huh. making their own life possible. Why? Because nobody can live on 75 rubles a month. Yeah. So this is the only way to survive. Now, government knows about it. Of course they do. And basically closing their eyes to it because they understand but that's this is the only way people can survive. It's the way it works. Like, things run smoothly that way. Yes. Yeah. So people who are supposed to control that that wouldn't happen, okay, yeah. go to the store and saying, well, I'm controlling you that you wouldn't steal. Wonderful. I'm so glad you're controlling me. Here's 20 rubles. Please look in the other <laughs> direction. So they're making money for basically closing eyes to what's going on. It's just like grift everywhere. And <laughs> it's circle. Everybody fitting each other. So yeah. nobody works, but everybody still. And while everybody still, everybody have a chance to survive. It's like this tenuous stability. Like yes, that's kind of it depends on so much of that falling into place. Because if everything were to, if everything were to go as it was supposed to, it would fall apart. Absolutely. Huh. Absolutely. So when you grow up in that environment, mm -hmm. you don't know how to be honest. The only thing you know is how to steal. I'm putting my hand in my wallet right and now. Put it in, like, yes, <laughs> yeah, and put it in, in my wallet. Yeah. <laughs> so you can realize that morality is very strange back yeah. in Russia. Okay? <laughs> it's... And the whole generation grew up like that hmm. from start to finish. Mm -hmm. And that's all what they see. And then they opening the newspaper, a newspaper is saying that, you know, we live in the most wonderful, wonderful society that creates, you know, 100% people working, 100% people are happy because they have free education, free medicine, free uh, apartments. You're reading this and you're saying, yes, Free education, where everybody basically cheating. Mm -hmm. Yes, free medicine that you're not going to get unless you pay your doctor to at least pay attention to you. Right, yeah. And free apartment. Yes, it's a free apartment, but you have to wait for it for 10 years mm. uh, in a communion room. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, did I tell you about how we lived in a communion room? I think so. Didn't you, didn't you have like five families staying in one place? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It was one floor and uh, one kitchen, one bathroom, and in the kitchen it was five refrigerators and five stoves. Yeah. For each family. And <laughs> well, at four least you of us. You all had your own stove. Like yes. <laughs> and four of us, my mom, my dad, my brother, and I, we lived in one room and separating was a Furniture that separates us from them, mm. and that's how we lived for a year. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
so that was about dark money and everything else. What else do you want me to tell you? Trash days, we did. Trash days, yeah. Um, holidays? Um, we can do a whole separate episode on that. Actually, I've got to get going soon, so do we want to just wrap up this one and then yeah, holidays yeah. can be our next one? Yeah, sure. All right, cool. Uh, I mean, I... Uh, it, it, it just it's fascinating to me though like just how much of it just how much of it hinged on just bribes and just that's like the way of kickbacks and stuff yeah that's just what it was what was expected uh, and like the idea of like every time I think of think of the Soviet Union I think of just keeping up appearances kind of just like that it appeared like. You had free education and free board and free uh, like free medicine. When actually, in order to make it run, you needed all this like dark money moving around and like grifting and like and that's and that is that's not just that's not just the downside of the system. That is how the system stayed in place. That's the only way. Yeah. Yes. Um, even here in uh, United States, like I have some Russian patients mm -hmm. and uh, as soon as they know that somebody is Russian speaking working you know in certain things they would they, they would come because mm -hmm. they feel more comfortable and uh, you can't imagine how many bottles of wines and whatever it is they're bringing with them on every appointment uh -huh. or candies <laughs> or anything else and I'm like please please you don't have to you don't Just don't no every single time they're coming back and you know bring they something bring you a little extra. something yes yeah wow oh, that's so it stays the, the, it's, it stays with the, them they don't the know custom. how to do but, different I thought, but it, it seems like it it, the what what was previously just like a just an expectation is now just like a courtesy kind of like oh, yeah sure, take this yes like, yeah, but yes, <laughs> yes but but they feel way more comfortable yeah, if hey. they come over and bring my dad when my mom ended up in the rehabilitation center in nursing home when she was sick and he would go and visit her every single nurse had his candies every <laughs> single nurse that was taking care of her had his uh, you know, Russian cakes, or you know, he would go to, to the store, shop, bring it to them, and huh. you know, saying, Oh, of course, they were very happy, it was so nice, and they're taking care of you like, know, oh, of he's, my wife. oh, he's yeah. so nice. No, it's just how they used to live, yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that was uh -huh. expectation that he has to bring something in order, uh, for my mom to get a care. Wow, that's uh, that's uh, that's fascinating. I love that. Cool. Um, so, uh, with that, I mean, like, do you have like, is oh. there, do you have anything else to say uh, on money? Like, uh, well, maybe not on money, but on the trash day. Oh, okay, get uh, trash day. Yeah, I loved going to from one trash to another, and uh, even when I didn't need to, uh -huh. and I was already married, and Rose is sitting right next to me in the car, <laughs> and we're passing by, and she's like. Vlad, you're slowing down. 
I was like, Rose, just look, just look, it's so good. She said, what? What if somebody will see us? I'm like, Rose, please, you don't have to see me. You oh, just park right there. I'll just go and run. Okay, I'll be right, I'll be right back. And I go and I look and I run and I come back and I put something on the back seat. And she's like, oh, my God, I can't believe we do this. But so like she I sympathize with Rose in this case, because like I get to, like how many times like I'll be driving with my wife and she'll be like, uh, she'll say something like, oh, that looks like a nice metal cabinet. And I'm like, yeah, I bet it did. Like, I just keep, <laughs> <laughs> my foot goes on the gas. <laughs> well, I have to tell you, Rose and I were married for over 30 years. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Now, when we're passing by, she's like. Do you want to stop and take a look? <laughs> yeah, but there's a heavy sigh before that. Yes, like, yes, <sighs> definitely. Um, <laughs> two weeks ago, we were driving in our neighborhood, uh -huh. and on the corner there was a nice, nice table. But that was like oversized table, a little bit taller than usual, a little bit big, and we definitely don't need the, the table. So we stopped by, we were driving like my Toyota Tercel, like really yeah, yeah. small car. Uh -huh. We slowed down, I got out and I looked and I'm yelling to Rose, Rose, it's actually very good and sturdy and good. You know, let's take it. It's about 300 feet from our house. Uh -huh. Not far at all. Yeah. I could go home, get the truck, come back, put it on the truck and bring yeah, it home. Yeah. I'm like, Rose, we'll fit it in our car. It's a little tercel, okay? <laughs> so I'm putting the base of the uh, table inside that fits, but the whole top of the table is not even closed. No, okay? of course not. Rose is sitting, running from the front seat all the way on the back, yeah. okay? Sits right next to, to the table inside the cabin. Hold, oh, hold the table outside. <laughs> and we're driving very slow with the door open. Rose is like, yeah, I got it. I got it. Don't worry. I got it. So <laughs> we're, bring it, we're bringing it back, putting in the garage. Rose like, we really don't need it. I said, Rose, don't worry. I'll find somebody to give it away. <laughs> But now it's your. Now you have to give it away. Like you know, now, I have it was to give previously it away. their responsibility. Yeah, you know? it's still in our uh, uh, garage. It's still there. It's still huh. there. Oh, yeah, it just happened two weeks ago. Oh yeah. So, oh. well, we don't need another table. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to say. So that's the funny story about the trash. Yeah. Well, I mean, I yeah, like that's that that that's a thing. <laughs> that I, I feel like my wife always. Uh, says that always jokes that her in a previous life she like grew up during the depression but she just <laughs> picks up like whatever junk she can find like oh this is stuff like we can use this like it's, uh so yeah um so thank you vlad like thank, thank you for talking about this uh, as, as usual we'll be back with more episodes on discovering america uh vlad and i perform uh, a good number of uh, nights with the bit players friday and saturday at 8 p.m uh, if you're in the Newport, Rhode Island area, the Firehouse Theater. Um, and, uh, yeah. Thanks for, uh, what, what's, uh, oh, what's our closing line? Join us. Uh, join us for more Discovering America. Yes, please do. Join us on the journey.
This has been a BitPlayers podcast, bitplayers.net.